Mentors are an amazing way to learn wisdom without having to experience all the pitfalls that they had to go through to learn those lessons. So it is very valuable to have mentors, whether you're starting a business or trying to go into a new area, such as in Web3. So today we're going to speak about how to find Web3 mentors for free. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So before I even start, I'm going to throw in a bonus. One of the easiest ways to find mentors for free is listening to content such as this. So podcasts, newsletters, such as the one that I have, niftybusinessweek.com. You can sign up for that absolutely free. Is a great way to consume content, learn information, get connected with people that you otherwise might never hear about. However, what we're going to dive into today is much, much deeper than that. When I speak about a mentor, I'm speaking about a one-on-one relationship or a one-on-one session where someone can pour out their knowledge to you as an individual, even much deeper than what you can get from a podcast, a book, newsletter, blog, or whatever content medium it might be. Now, in doing this, I'm going to also challenge you. And I know probably 90% of the people will have no interest in this, but I'm telling you, this is absolutely a goldmine for finding mentors for absolutely free. And I know because I am doing it right now. It all starts with creating some sort of platform. As I open up this thing by saying, of course, I have the podcast, I have the newsletter, and that is my platform. Sure, I communicate with people on Twitter and I do all sorts of things like that and I reach out to people. However, what I want to tell you is if you have a platform such as a YouTube channel, such as a podcast, newsletter, blog, radio show, anything of that nature, it just automatically puts you in a position to be able to contact and reach people much, much, much easier. Now, you might be thinking, well, guess what? Like, I don't have those things, but it is actually really easy to start one of these things. A podcast, you can be up and running with a podcast or YouTube channel or a blog in a matter of hours. Quite honestly, a matter of minutes, but I'm going to give you hours for give or take. You might have to brainstorm some names, some colors and so forth, but really you can think of this thing over a weekend, be upped and launched and good to go. And in how you're going to do this, Starting your platform, I would recommend whichever one that you love the most, the one that you consume the most, even if it is a podcast happens to be competing with me, (laughs) I would say start that one, right? If you love podcasts, you can appreciate podcasts, I think that is one that you can get with. Or you just might be someone who just doesn't want to be on camera, don't want to start a YouTube channel, you might not have strong written skills to start a blog, whatever it might be, right? So again, pick the platform that you enjoy, the one that you're comfortable with, whatever your skill set is and start it. And when I say with whatever your skill set is, I don't mean that you're necessarily good at it because podcaster, YouTuber, live streamer, you're going to be terrible. I mean, there's just no way around it. When you first start, I don't care how good you think you are. You're going to be absolutely terrible. And so much so, I watched some videos that I did about three years ago in the pandemic. And man, it was absolutely terrible. I could not believe that I was on camera. People were listening to me. And in the case of this, this was actually an ad where someone actually sent me money. They brought something from me and this video was terrible. So when you first start, don't worry about it. You're gonna be horrible. I listened to the first episode of this podcast and it is cringe worthy. I mean, just absolutely terrible. But guess what? 500 episodes later, I can talk to the mic much more fluent. I can do these things uh, 
with minimal notes or anything of that nature. I have some bullet points and I'm good to go now. Whereas when I initially started, I'd have a full page of notes just to have a five minute episode. But now I can have some bullet points just to keep the thoughts and the brain on the train tracks and I'm good to go. So practice repetition, whatever it might be, is going to get you good at it. So with that said, you pick your platform. I don't care which one you pick, just whichever one that you know you'll be consistent at, you'll stick with and you keep doing it, right? So assuming you know what your goal is, like what you're trying to do, let's just say I'm going to use Web3 to start some sort of sports agency or something of that nature. So I know everything I want to speak about on this particular platform is going to be about sports and how athletes can use NFTs to further their brand. I'm just using that as an example. Right. So I could say, all right, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to speak about that all about athletes using it to leverage their personal brand, using NFTs and so forth. And everything I'm speaking about on this particular YouTube channel is about that. Now, this is where I'm going to leverage this platform to get my personal mentors, because remember, you also have a stage and that is how you're going to leverage that to get in contact with those people that can mentor you in the areas that you want to learn about. So. Make a list of all the people that you'd love to speak to, whether it be agents, coaches, athletes, PR representatives, and so forth, and just compile all of those different people, people that you are interested in, you love what they're doing, how it overlaps with uh, whatever mission, whatever company that you're trying to start, whether or not they're in Web3 is irrelevant. As long as they're in that industry that you want to do your Web3 thing in, follow them, make sure they're industry leaders, they are interesting people within the space and so forth. You're going to compile them into a list. Preferably, it's something like a spreadsheet. So like if you have Excel or Google Sheets or whatever it might be, uh, it, it's much easier to do that. You have one column with a person's name and then the other column with each of their social media platforms, their websites, their agencies and so forth. So uh, let's just say that you have, um, I'm just going to use myself as an example. You have me, Taz, Tropic Vibes uh, as the name. Then you're going to have niftybusiness.co as the website. Then you're going to have at Tropic Vibes as Twitter. You're going to have a podcast. You're going to have the threads. You're going to have whatever it might be. Just go down the list, put all those different things into the different columns. And by doing this, you're going to have all the areas that you know that individual is so you can interact with their content. Let's just say you might happen to really like Twitter, but this particular person is more so active on LinkedIn. Well, you're just going to know, well, that person that I really am interested in and I would love to connect with, I'm going to then have to go over to LinkedIn to interact with them, see what kind of content and stuff they're putting out there, how they're leveraging that platform and using it to advance their brand. Do they have a blog? Do they have their own podcast? Whatever it might be. And I'm going to put that information on there and then figure out, okay, even if it's just for their sake, I'm going to have to be on that platform for a little bit to just check in on their content and things that they're doing, comment on it and so forth to simply get on their radar. Now, this is a technique which I believe I learned from Russell Brunson, but I'm not exactly sure. It's called Dream 100. And long story short, you're just trying to get a list of 100 people that you absolutely are interested in, whatever it is that sparks your interest, whatever it might be, and you're going to then follow them in these different places. That's how you're going to interact with them. So while you're doing that and you're getting comfortable with them, you're going back and forth, you're commenting and so forth, just getting on their radar, you're putting out your content on your platform, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever it is, you're just doing your thing there. 
as you get a little bit more comfortable, not an expert, because remember, you're not going to be an expert. You're you're probably 10 years from now, I'm going to look back at this episode. I'm going to say, man, I was a terrible podcaster. But once you start to feel a little bit more confident and you're ready to reach out to people, maybe at this point you already have a little following or you have a nice little back catalog of various episodes or blog articles or whatever it might be, you're then going to reach out to those people that you have been following, those people that you're interested in, and you're going to want to feature them on your platform. So using my original example, let's say I wanted to use Web3 technology to help athletes build their personal brands. I'm going to reach out to those PR people, those athletes and so forth, and I'm going to have them come onto my show to speak about what it is to build a personal brand as an athlete, what it is to be a PR agent for athletes, what it is to be an athlete in a world where you have a short career and you have a long life after that. How are you going to build money? Things of that nature, right? Have them come on the show, have them be interviewed. If you have a blog, say, I'm getting ready to write an article about athletes and how they're making money off the court or off the field. And they might very well respond to you and say, sure, I would be happy to be featured in your blog and I'll sit down with you. I'll schedule a Zoom call with you, whatever it might be. And then guess what? Now you get to ask that person all the questions that you would love to ask an athlete, that you'd love to ask a PR agent, that you'd love to ask anyone that's working in any of these fields that directly related to your goal, right? I I just use that as an example, but it could be any field that you could possibly think of if you want to build some sort of business using Web3 technology in that area, I would recommend starting a platform, creating content around that specific topic, having that list of mentors and the people that you're interested in, interacting with their content, just getting on their radar, then invite them to be interviewed, contribute in some way or another to your show, your platform, your blog, but also you're going to highlight them. This is the key part. You're going to highlight them and you're going to promote them in a natural way that will be beneficial to your audience, right? So if you notice, when I have somebody come on to the show, when I interview them, these are people that I'm just genuinely interested in. Whether it is I'm just blown away by what they're doing with the technology to build a community, advance some sort of mission that I, I, I'm i very excited about. For example, JJ and the Parent Club, right? That's probably not something that I'm going to use to build a business in. However, speaking with him about something that I'm interested in, how he's using Web3 Tech, It does a lot of things. It, number one, shows people that are listening to this that, okay, these are all sorts of things I could think outside of the box to use to build a Web3 business. But also, it's then sparking my curiosity to think of, well, you know what? I never even thought of this, going down this avenue and using it to build a community in these ways. But then at the same time, a lot of those people that are listening to this podcast are also parents that might be interested in the mission that JJ is building and they want to join the parent club. So it's a win for everybody involved, the audience, JJ and myself. So this is not a selfish ask when I reach out to JJ and say, hey, would you like to come on the show and speak about this? It's win-win across the board. I'm providing value for everyone involved. And guess what? I get to learn all of that stuff that JJ learned over the last two years or whatever it is that he was doing this. 
and I didn't have to pay him for that. I didn't have to have some sort of consultation fee or sit down. And the bigger the people are, like the more expensive this stuff gets. Of course, when you first start off, you're not going to go ask, I don't know, Gary Vee to come on your show or Michael Jordan or Tony Robbins or Oprah or whoever it might be, <laughs> you know, top of the food chain type of person. However, the bigger your platform gets, the more deep you get into the trenches and so forth, then you're going to be able to leverage that even further. But when you're initially starting off, people that are a few chapters ahead of where you want to be, having them come onto your show, your blog, your YouTube channel, whatever it might be, again, you'd be surprised. You'll learn so much by providing that value for an audience and for that person, just giving them that platform to speak about the things that they've been doing, because you'd be shocked to know how much cool things that are happening in this world. And I'm not even talking about Web3. I'm talking about just in general. And nobody's highlighting that stuff. So they're excited to come and speak to you. Even authors. You know how many times I've commented on authors' books or even a director's movie? And it's like some independent film that I thought, you know, because this person has thousands of people that are following them on Twitter, that they wouldn't have the time of day for me. But guess what? They end up reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, I'm appreciative that you really enjoyed the work and so forth. And that is initially how I came on Twitter. My first interactions on Twitter was just so I can honestly just shoot messages to my local newscaster because they always had these polls that were online. You'd respond via Twitter. Then I ended up reaching out to just various people that enjoy their content and so forth. And again, no goal whatsoever, but I was just reaching out to them and I was shocked to see that, sure, I might send out 10, 15 of them, but one of these people would actually respond to me and we might even have a little back and forth, have a cool little conversation. So going back to the whole thing, how to get these Web3 mentors for free, it is simply that starting a platform, leveraging that, starting the relationship, having conversations with them and inviting them to partake in a way that benefits them, your readers, your listeners, your viewers. And also you get to ask the questions that you want to ask. So hopefully you found that interesting and helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you have any other questions about, I don't know, starting a podcast, YouTube equipment, the tech gear that I use, uh, blogs, anything. It pretty much doesn't matter what content format it is. I have experience in it. I've used all the different tools. I have my opinions, my favorites and so forth. But please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.